Welcome to the Holiday Heroes of Jersey podcast, where you'll hear profiles of the people making a difference through the Greater Newark Holiday Fund. Every year, the Holiday Fund empowers 10 amazing regional charities to deliver real help to real people right here in Jersey. Join us this holiday season as we bring you stories of changed lives and renewed hope made possible by generous donations and the dedicated people helping our neighbors who need it most across the greater Newark, New Jersey region. Are you ready? Let's get to today's session. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Kenny Jang, host of the Holiday Heroes of Jersey podcast, broadcasting to you from the Garden State of New Jersey. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is a show uh, where we're interviewing another one of our holiday heroes this season right here in New Jersey. We started this podcast, as you probably know, um, that we because we want to shine a light on uh, different individuals across our uh, state that are making a difference where it counts. People just like you and me, but who have made the decision to actually step up. And today we've got someone who has dedicated her vocation and work life to doing just that in our own backyard. On today's show, we have Dr. Diane Squadron, Vice President of YCS Institute and the Helen Mays Strauss Clinics. Thank you so much for being with us today, Diane. Thank you, Kenny. I'm glad to be here. So, uh, Dan, there is so much that I want to uh, just cover with you today because your organization in particular, I think some of the people around here know, um, are just doing so, I mean, great, great stuff. Um, I know that your tagline for your organization is in embracing all the possibilities, and it just seems like you guys are really getting out there and rolling up your sleeves. Can you start with telling us a little bit about what your organization does and what's your role um, at, at that place? Sure. So let me start by telling you a little bit about what our organization does. Um, YCS was started in 1918, um, actually in Newark, New Jersey, and we started as a um, service for uh, women and children who had been abandoned during World War I. Um, and in 1949, we partnered with the state for the first time to create a home for uh, girls who were wards of the state who had mental health issues. And we have sort of um, expanded since then and blossomed, as you know, I said 1918, so we're coming up yeah. on our anniversary, which is really exciting. Um, and, you know, in the years since 1949, we have expanded to having services throughout the state of New Jersey in multiple counties and multiple cities. Um, we have mental health group homes and residences. We have special education schools. We work with children who are autistic. We work with children who are developmentally disabled. And mm. so we really have had um, a wide span of services with far reaching abilities. I work specifically in our outpatient mental health clinics, which are in Essex County and Hudson County, as well as some of our home visiting programs. And I work with our very, very young children, um, starting at really birth and going through 21. So wow. I'm lucky I get to work with the little ones, but That's again, it's with mental health issues. That's fantastic. Um, and one of the reasons we have brought you on and um, crowning you as one of our holiday heroes is because it seems like you're doing such brilliant work, but doing it quietly, not trying to stir up fanfare just for yourself, but you're dedicating yourself in this social service agency um, and 
doing it in a way that I want more people to learn about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about your history with YCS. How did you first hear about YCS and how did you get involved with the organization? Sure. So I've been involved with the organization for about 10 years now. Um, I was, I'm a psychologist, a licensed psychologist, and I was working in private practice, which was lovely, but it wasn't um, as fulfilling as what mm -hmm. I wanted to do in my life. And I really wanted to work with a population that was, that was really in need. Um, that's what I had done when I first started my career, and I was looking to get back to that. And so um, I live in New Jersey, and so I wanted to work with a population that was, that was being affected in my own backyard, as you said. Um, and so YCS sort of came on my radar, and I was very fortunate. They happened to be looking for someone in their outpatient mental health clinics at that time. And so I was able to start working here um, overseeing just one of our clinics at that point and working with our interns because we also train psychologists to do this sort of work. Neat. That is neat. So um, you've been there for about 10 years and the organization is coming up on its 100th birthday. Is that right? Yes. Uh, we started in 1918. So in just a few weeks, we're coming into our 100th year. That so, is really neat. Um, so there must have been tons of changes even over this last decade that you've been with the organization. Can you characterize what's the, what's the biggest difference in how you're providing services or the needs or what, can you characterize so what's, what's the changes that you've seen over the years? So, you know, I, I think that um, over the years needs have increased if, if anything, mm. that, that there's, there's a larger amount of children who are in need of mental health services um, over the last 10 years specifically, we have expanded our services for developmentally disabled children, as well as um, for children who may have a dual diagnosis. So children who are developmentally disabled and have mental health issues. And this is a population that's often overlooked. They're very difficult to deal with. Um, they have very complicated histories. And you know, I'm really proud to be part of an organization that has taken on the task of serving these children who are in such need. So that, that's been the biggest growth that I've seen that we've done over the past 10 years and, and where the biggest need falls, but also um, an increasing number of very young children, excuse me, yeah. children in need of service. So um, I'm not fully up to speed on the stats or anything like that, but I, my understanding is that New Jersey is one of the highest per capita states in terms of families with special needs children. Is that, is that correct? Yes, I believe that is correct. Yes. And, and, and are you working with um, schools and hospitals and other organizations or is it just, you know, OICS is an island that they, if someone has special need, they come to you? So, so we do a little bit of both. We do have our own schools, um, our own special ed schools where we see children um, who, are, who are autistic as well as children with behavioral issues. Um, but we're always communicating with other other companies and other organizations that are doing the same sort of work. It's very, very important to us. We've also expanded recently into young adults, um, where we're also working with young adults who are developmentally disabled or potentially developmentally disabled and having behavior issues. Wow. Um, we work with other organizations. We're, we're always in the schools, working with the schools and the child study teams um, and, and any services, the state, of course, any services that we can help and provide. And is that specifically a growth area that's intentional strategically for your organization? You want to go to young adults and older, older populations to serve them? Well, our belief is with young adults that um, 
they've sort of become, particularly the, the young adults who are developmentally disabled, that they're, they're a forgotten population. Mm. So we want to make sure that they're getting the services that they need, that they're not just sort of, once they hit 21, um, being left with nothing to do. And so we really want to be able to provide those services as well. And wow. so it's been sort of uh, planned. So good, so good. So your team does, um, again, so much meaningful work here. Uh, do you have an uplifting story or something that you can share with us about your staffers and volunteers um, to help our listeners really better understand the type of actual service engagement? What does it mean when there's a family or an individual that's engaged with YCS? What is that? What, what happens then? Absolutely, absolutely. And as I said earlier, I do a lot of work with the very young children. So um, one of the programs that I oversee is a program called Nurse Family Partnership. And Nurse Family Partnership works with first-time pregnant mothers um, and their children up until the children are two years of age. And they provide a home visiting nurse to go out to the home and work with the mothers. And often these mothers develop very close relationships. So mm. recently we had a mother who had had her child. She had been um, on a track to finish college and had gotten a little derailed by her child being born and wanted to do best for her child, but was trying to figure out how to get back um, to her education and to, mm. to her, her goals, um, as well as making sure that she developed a really strong, positive relationship with her child, because we know that that's what's gonna provide the best outcome for that child. So um, her nurse was very involved with her. She considered her nurse her friend, someone who she could call if she had questions. And we were able to procure an internship for her um, that was similar to the field that she was interested in for when she finished school. And um, everyone at that internship also sort of became um, a support system for her, helping yeah. her with ideas about how to take care of her child and ways to handle things. Um, sometimes the, the baby would come with her to work and, and it was a sort of a group care situation. Um, and she was able to use that internship to get herself organized and to go back to school. So she's now back in school. Her child is doing really well. They're doing well together. And the nurse is still in her life. So it's, it's been a really wonderful thing to watch. I, I love hearing stories like that. And that's the type of thing that happens over and over again with your organization. Um, so we're, we're asking all of our holiday heroes here, um, if you had a magic wand, and you, what's one holiday wish on a personal level that you have for the program? Uh, what would you love to see happen this next year in particular? What, do you, what, what are you getting excited about? And what, what would you like to share with our audience here today that's possible for YCS? Absolutely. So, you know, as I said, there, we are such a large organization. There are yeah. so many things. Um, but what's near and dear to my heart is our young children and our outpatient mental health clinics. And we have um, large waiting lists at our mental health clinics. And so mm. that says to me is that there are large numbers of children who are not being served, who need to be served. And my wish list would be to be able to get funding to um, increase the number of clinicians that we have, which would allow us to then serve more children. And that wow. would feel so wonderful if we were able to do that. So you're saying that, that the supply is much greater than, I'm sorry, the demand for your services is much greater than what you guys can actually supply and actually engage with people. Absolutely. And Absolutely. if we, it, it's just about funding at this point, right? If we just put more fuel in the fire that you guys are going to be able to empower more families and more people and really uh, get, get help out to more, more individuals. Absolutely. There are people just waiting for our services and we have to ask them to wait because we don't have the mm. um, 
the clinicians to see them right now. And so to be able to have funding that would allow us to increase our capacity that way would, would really be a dream come true. So can we talk a little bit about those families? What happens to those families that are stuck on a wait list? What does life look like for them? What are some of the difficulties that they need to endure or really there's an obstacle in their daily life, their routine and everything that, what, what does it look like for them and when they don't have those services available to them? Sure. So what we know about young children is that if they've had a trauma in their life or if they're having behavioral issues, they're not able to learn as effectively. Um, it interacts, it, it um, affects their uh, relationship with their families because it, it creates a negative cycle. And so they, um, for every year or week or month that they're not getting the services that they need, it slows down their ability to grow and develop the way we want them to. Um, and it, it slows down their educational growth, their emotional growth, their developmental growth. And so it's so important to be able to provide that intervention as soon as possible. And then when they first get into your program, especially in that um, younger age group that you're talking about, um, what does that look like in terms of on the family side? Is there um, a large participation requirement? Is it something that's just totally turnkey? Is it you know, how, how involved do you guys get with the actual family and not just the individual? That's a really good question. We get really involved with the family. We get involved with the school. Um, we've been involved with, um, if the child has a big brother or big sister through that program, we get involved with them. Anyone who's important in this child's life, we believe mm -hmm. needs to be engaged and involved and we need to be involved with as well because um, you know the expression, it takes a village, right? Well, no, no yeah. child stands alone. And um, often it's really helpful to empower the parents as well and the family members to feel good about their child, to develop that strength in that relationship. And that's a big piece of what we do. So there's always family involvement in everything we do. And then do you also have any peer connection forums? Or I would assume that parents with um, children, individuals that are coming to your program, it would be um, eye-opening and also something that gives them some freedom to meet other families in, in similar circumstances. Right. So what we do often is we run um, groups for mothers and babies where the mothers then have a community um, that they're with together and they're able to share some of the complications of their lives, some of the issues, you know, in a safe environment. And again, um, it, it's a dream of ours to be able to create more groups um, even for older children, and that's something that right now we just don't have the funding for, but we would love to be able to do that. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, that's um, great. I, I love that stuff. That's, I think, so important to have a holistic approach to when you're providing those services. Now, so during this holiday season, as you know, there's so many good charities to support that come out of the woodwork, um, especially during the end of the year. Um, after hearing some of your stories, I'm sure there's definitely people here listening that are considered donating to the Greater New York Holiday Fund to support YCS. What would you say to that person that's listening in today that's curious and that is on the fence of making that donation, that's just about to make it but not exactly sure, how would you encourage them to actually hit submit, take out their credit card and actually give generously today? I would say that YCS provides such an important range of services um, across the board for children and young adults and that um, every funding dollar that we receive goes directly towards helping our children, towards mm -hmm. providing increased services um, that allow the families and the children that we work with to have more productive and happy lives. And, and so 
you know, please, it's, it's such, a, such a crucial time in these families' lives. And the more we can do for them, the better off we all are. Um, and uh, that would be my, my plug, I think. But it's, it's just such an important, um, the work that we do here is so, so important and, and so valuable to the families where we provide services. Definitely, definitely. Well, Diana, we believe it's people just like you right here in our own backyard who are making a bold, bold move to dedicate your vocation. And we thank you so much for being one of our holiday heroes this season. Thank you so much. So over this last year, as we end this interview, just share with us, what would be, what would you, how would you characterize the best day in this past year? What's one day you would look back and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is why I'm at YCS or this is why I'm doing what I am. Tell us a little bit about your best day ever. I can tell you, I can tell you it's another story, Kenny. So I hope that's okay. Yeah. Um, we work with a family where there are three children um, and they've been separated from each other. And there was a period of time when two of the sisters had um, not seen each other for some time. And we were working with the, the providers and the homes where they were to make sure that they could come into us at the same time so that they could mm -hmm. see each other and talking about how important those relationships were and how important it was for them to see each other. And after it was probably maybe even five or six weeks we were able to get them together. And the, the, the I don't even know what to say, the scream of joy on the younger child's face when wow. she's her older sibling and the way they ran towards each other and hugged each other and wouldn't let go. That was one of the best days that I've had here. And, and the sort of understanding that that gave to everyone about the power of those sibling relationships was really, uh, it was just a wonderful day. I think we all went home floating on air that we had been able to connect these siblings. Again. Well, I'm getting chills just listening to that story. <laughs> I could just imagine them getting together. Oh, that's just, that's a great, great story to end with. Um, now today, if someone wanted to get in touch with you directly to learn more about your organization, volunteering or donating even further, um, what's the best way they can connect and learn more about you? So um, they can reach out to me um, my email is uh, dsquadron at ycs.org, um, and my phone number would be 973-395-5500, and I could then direct them to the correct person, whether that be me or somebody else in our organization. That's perfect. Thank you for being so accessible. And then let's just give a plug to your website. It's on the wall right behind you. Just Would you yeah. say our, the website address uh, for everybody yes. so they can get to it? Absolutely. It's www.ycs.org. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much again. I know you're really busy uh, administrating and actually serving the people through your organization. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, thank you so much for telling us some of the stories. Thank you, Kenny. It's good to talk to you. And thank you to all of you that are listeners for taking the time to hear our conversation with today's holiday hero. I invite you to find out more about the Greater Newark Holiday Fund at 2017.holidayfund.org. And when you donate, remember, you're making a difference where it counts. Till next time, I'm Kenny Jang, your host. Be good and be generous this holiday season. If you enjoyed today's session, please help us share the work of the Greater Newark Holiday Fund with friends and family who can make a difference in northern New Jersey. You can do that by leaving a review on iTunes or by sharing our website, 2017.holidayfund.org, with your network. We believe that those who practice generosity during this critical time of year 
are our very own hometown holiday heroes. Let your generosity make a difference where it counts. The Greater Newark Holiday Fund is a giving partner you can believe in, trusted by more than 20 corporate and foundation grants and thousands of individual donors just like you. And don't forget to join us every week right here for the next installment of the Hometown Heroes of Jersey podcast.